You're listening to the LMCC Podcast, a ministry of La Mirada Christian Church in La Mirada, California. Here's Pastor Joe Barsha with this week's message. Good morning, church. Um, a lot can change in a week, right? Just last Sunday, we were taking precautions to meet in church at our building, and now, just seven days later, we're meeting online in order to follow government guidelines and keep ourselves and others safe. But here's the good news. The church isn't limited to a building. In fact, the church isn't a building at all. I'm going to ask you a question that I trust you're all going to answer out loud from home. The New Testament was written in what language originally? Y'all better yell out Greek. That's exactly right. Well, the word church in Greek is ekklesia. And ekklesia is used in the New Testament 114 times, most notably in Acts. Which, quick side note, any ladies tuning in who aren't a part of the women's study currently going through the book of Acts, do yourself a favor and join in. Contact Jennifer, our women's pastor, for more details. So ekklesia. The Greek word for church is used 114 times in the New Testament, and not one time is it used to describe a building. Instead, it's used to describe the body of Christ who have received the Holy Spirit and are commissioned to tell others about the gospel. Church isn't a building. It's all believers called into community with other believers and with God. These days, our community of believers, the church, obviously looks a little different. Present circumstances are keeping us from physically gathering together, and we must use the common sense God has given us to act responsibly to keep ourselves and others healthy. But thank God church isn't a building. And thank God for modern technology, which allows us, the church, to keep meeting during these crazy times until we can meet in person again. So in the spirit of the Apostle Paul's words in 1 Thessalonians 2.17, while we are apart, may we endeavor the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face. Ecclesia, let's continue with our United series in Nehemiah this week in chapter 12. Last week, Pastor Jess spoke on the completion of the wall and the grand celebration and revival that came with it. This revival and celebration was a big deal. Why was that? It's because for the first time in over 150 years, the Israelites were totally free. For the first time in over 150 years, they had a strong wall around their city to protect them and their beautiful temple to worship their Lord in. And for the first time in over 150 years, everything felt normal and right in the world of the Israelites, which is about as opposite as opposite can be for us right now. This is anything but normal. These days are completely strange. Students aren't in their classrooms. Most people are working from home or sadly not at all right now. Sports and concerts are canceled. I can't watch Angels or Ducks games online or on TV. I don't know what to do. Dine-in restaurants and movie theaters are closed. Toilet paper is as rare as Bigfoot sightings. I mean, this is just a weird time. But God is the same. His church, us, we're still here. And while meeting online is something we must do right now, it's new 
and it belongs to the Lord, just like the Israelites' freedom and the wall. And what did the Israelites do with their newly acquired freedom and wall? In unity, they dedicated it all to the Lord because it was his to begin with. And this morning, I'd like for us to do the same with LMCC Online. Dedicate us, the church, and how we're going to be meeting for the time being to the Lord, because it all belongs to him. Let's read Nehemiah 12, 27 through 29. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians were also brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the, of the Netophites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Geba and Asmaveth, for the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. All right, let's stop right there. The Levites mentioned in this passage were priests who served God in the temple at Jerusalem, but this wasn't their full-time job. These leaders were broken into small divisions, and each division would spend two weeks a year serving in the temple, and then they'd go home to their families. The same went with the musicians. Small groups of them were rotated in during times of worship, and then they were also sent home to attend to their families in everyday life. But for this momentous occasion, for the dedication of the temple, Nehemiah wanted every Levite and every musician all there at the same exact time. And church, my hope is the same for us. During this time of meeting in a new way, just like Nehemiah with the Levites and the musicians, I'd love to see all of us here every Sunday morning. Now you may be thinking, well, Joe, the Levites were basically the pastors and the musicians led the worship, and that's who Nehemiah wanted there. So he wanted leaders there, and I'm not a leader. Well, the best definition of leadership I've ever heard is this. The art of influencing people to act toward achieving a common goal. As the church, we all have a common goal. To spread the good news of Jesus Christ and advance his kingdom here on the earth. We all have a common goal and we all have influence, which makes all of us leaders. So I'm going to challenge you all to show up to church and worship the Lord through word and through song. I'm going to challenge us all to electronically give sacrificially and consistently so that we can continue to spread the good news. I'm going to challenge us all to check in on each other to see how everyone is doing. And I'm going to challenge us all to be praying and digging into the word because that is how we leaders dedicate ourselves, the church, to the Lord. Let's continue with Nehemiah 12.30. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people and the gates and the wall. Here in Nehemiah 12.30, we find another way to dedicate ourselves and this online service to the Lord through purification. While it's not completely specified here, the priests and Levites likely purified themselves the people, and the wall through a ceremonial washing and cleanse. 
These days were no longer bound by Old Testament ceremonial law, but the principles behind them to worship and love a holy God still apply. Because Matthew 5.8 says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The Levites purified themselves and their hearts and had the people do the same in order for them to be pure for the worship of a holy and pure God. And if we really want to dedicate ourselves and this service to the Lord, then we must do the same. And a great way to purify ourselves and our hearts and a great way to encourage others to do the same exact thing, especially in these crazy times of anxiety, is to make Psalm 139, 23, and 24 a daily prayer. And it reads like this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. If we pray this passage, and we mean it, and if we live by it, and if we encourage our brothers and sisters to do the same, then we can become a pure church that truly wants to dedicate itself and its meetings to God and His glory. After the priests purified themselves and the people, it was time to really celebrate the dedication of the wall. In the next 12 verses of our passage this morning, Nehemiah took all the leaders up to the top of the wall and divided them into two choirs. Then he had them walk in opposite directions of the wall, encircling the entire city while rejoicing, singing, and giving thanks. Both choirs encircled the entire city, and both choirs met at the temple, where the dedication and celebration continued in verse 43 which says this, And on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. Let's break down this awesome verse point by point. First, they offered great sacrifices. God gave the Israelites much, so they gave much right back to God. We may be meeting online instead of in person, but God has given us the ability to do so, and we can't forget that. We have phones and tablets and computers that we're all watching from. We all have Wi-Fi streaming into our homes. We have the camera equipment here to film these services. God has given us much to make this happen, so we've got to give it all back to Him, and we've got to give it back to Him generously. We've got to be generous with our family and friends by checking in on them to make sure they're okay and providing them with what they need if they're lacking. We have got to be generous with grocery store workers, healthcare providers, truck drivers, sanitation workers, and anyone else working overtime right now by being patient and kind and understanding and loving. And of course, we've got to be generous with our God and give sacrificially to Him through the church with our consistent tithes and offerings. God has given us much. Let us sacrifice it all right back to Him. The next part of the verse says, They were rejoicing because God had given them great joy. During this crazy time, when everything is anything but normal, isn't God still the same? 
Does Jesus still love us unconditionally? Is our salvation secure? There is plenty to rejoice and be joyful about because joy is happiness despite all external circumstances. Next, it says the women and children also rejoice. Man, woman, adult, child, God is for everyone. Church is for everyone. Everyone is invited and encouraged to worship the Lord for all that he's done for us as we dedicate ourselves and this online service to him. And finally, the best part of the verse. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. I'm telling you, Jerusalem was a testament to resilience for every neighboring city and land. The Israelites were exiled. Their city was destroyed. Their temple and walls decimated. Jerusalem was all but already ancient history, soon to be forgotten. But Nehemiah and a small group of Israelites would not allow that to happen. And through prayer, fasting, extreme sacrifice, and complete dependence upon the Lord, they came back stronger than ever and sang so loud that every city and land nearby that wrote them off long ago heard their shouts of rejoicing again. And church, my biggest prayer is that the same happens with us. Let us not let all the difficulties that have been thrown our way wipe us out. Let us pray, let us fast, let us sacrifice, let us give, let us depend completely on the Lord and dedicate ourselves and this online service to Him and come back stronger than ever when this is all over. Why don't we pray? Dear Father, in the midst of all that's going on right now, we know you're in control. Father, during this time, we ask that you give us peace, the peace that surpasses all human understanding, the peace that no one or nothing on earth can offer. We pray for strength, we pray for protection and wisdom for all healthcare providers and for every nation's leaders right now. Guide them in what to do next. Father, heal us, protect us, and guard us from any irrational fear, for we know that's just the work of the evil one. And Father, we dedicate ourselves, your church, to you. We dedicate how you're going to meet us at a, as a church at this time to you. Help us to be present, to be pure, to be sacrificial, to be joyful, to be thankful and to be patient and loving to all. Father, search our hearts. Lord, know our anxious thoughts and point out anything in us that offends you and lead us along the path of everlasting life. We love you and continue to trust and seek you during this time. It's in your powerful name we pray. Amen. You know, the Lord isn't asking us to do anything he hasn't done for us first. He's asking us to follow him with our lives, no matter how difficult the circumstances may be. But not before giving up his life for us in the most difficult of circumstances, 
by coming to earth as Jesus and dying on the cross for our sins. We may not be together in person, but as a church, a community of believers, we can still remember his sacrifice for us on the cross through the observing of communion. Now, you probably don't have a little communion cup of grape juice and a small piece of communion bread in front of you right now. But those elements, in and of themselves, they're just symbols, merely symbols, a way to tangibly remember what Jesus did for us. So as we reminded you on Friday through social media, grab whatever saltine or piece of bread or fish cracker, that's probably what my wife is doing at home with the kids, and grab whatever glass of water or apple juice or whatever you got, or grab nothing. You can still participate here so that we can all observe the remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross during this time. I'm going to read to you out of 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26. For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Go ahead and take the bread now. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins, for forgiving us for all that we've done. Father, you ask us to walk through difficult things, but not before you did the most difficult thing. So as we are during this time, walking through these difficult moments and times and circumstances, help us to remember all that you've done for us first. Help us to live like we believe in what you did. Help us to daily remember your sacrifice for us. We love you and we thank you. We are so appreciative for all that you've given us, including the ability to meet like this during these times. We pray all these things in your powerful name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. Be sure to check us out on social media at La Mirada Church and online at lamaradachurch.com.